Lord Jesus, teach us what it means that you are the truth. Help us to live in that truth for your sake. Amen. Well, grace to you and peace from the Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. We are in this midweek Lenten sermon series based on the I am statements of Jesus. A number of times, especially in the Gospel of John, we hear Jesus say, I am something. And tonight, we hear Jesus say, I am the truth. Tonight, I want to start the message with, uh, we might call it a little bit of a game. I call, it, call this game, Two Truths and a Lie. I'm going to tell you three things about myself. Only two of them are true, and one is a lie. I want you to be thinking about which one you think is the lie, okay? So, here's the first statement. At the end, then, we'll raise our hands as to which one we think is the lie. Okay, all right, so the first one is, I have a German shepherd dog named Luther. Do you think that's true or not? Okay, think about that. The second statement is this, I spent almost a year in a federal prison. Okay, (laughs) true or false. And then the third one is this, I have sung the national anthem at a Major League Baseball game. Okay, so you think about those three. Raise your hand if you think this statement is false. I have a German shepherd dog named Luther. There's a few hands out there. You don't think that's true. Okay, all right. Raise your hand if you think this is false. I spent almost a year in a federal prison. A few more hands there. Thank you for that attestation. But okay. All right, the last one. I have sung the national anthem at a Major League Baseball game. Anybody think that's a bunch of hogwash? Yeah. He can't sing worth beans. Yeah, okay. All right. All right, well, all right. So here's the time of reckoning. I don't have a dog, much less one named Luther. I don't. I don't. Now, maybe a word of explanation about the other two. Um. I spent almost a year in a federal prison, not as a prisoner, but as doing chaplaincy work in a federal prison, visiting with inmates, preaching, leading worship, you know, bringing the gospel to people behind bars for almost a year. So maybe a trick question, okay. Uh, And the national anthem, I I didn't sing it by myself, I sang it with a choir, about 75 men at a baseball game at the Cardinal Stadium in St. Louis. Anyway. Yeah, two truths and a lie. On a more serious note, have you had somebody lie to you that you trusted? Hmm. How does that make you feel? Not good, does it? That hurts. That hurts, and you feel betrayed when someone you put trust in tells you a lie. You have difficulty really looking to that person going forward in a trusting way. A few years ago, my wife and I were looking to buy a used car. We needed another vehicle, and we found an ad for this one car, and we got in touch with the owner and went and looked at the car and talked to the guy, and he told us the whole story of of the origin of the car, that he was the, the only owner of it, and gave us the whole rundown on the entire car. Later, we went and checked it out with a Carfax and found out his entire story was a lie. Didn't really make us feel like we could trust the guy at all. 
And maybe it's sort of indicative of the society and the time in which we're living these days. You know, sometimes it gets a little hard to see through all the false statements and lies that are just bouncing around us all the time. In today's society, it can get to be a little bit challenging to uh, wade through what I would call the philosophical swampland out there. That is our postmodern world. All different kinds of competing voices are trying to get our attention, and we seem to be constantly bombarded with worldviews that are in opposition to the Christian worldview, in opposition to what the Bible teaches. For example, on our, many of our American university campuses, students are fed a constant diet of the following types of statements. There is no God. The universe was formed by accident or by natural forces as opposed to by a divine being. The living things that are upon this planet are the result of chance, not design, therefore no God. Notions of heaven and hell are mere fairy tales made up by weak-minded people. And there is absolutely no absolute truth, which in itself is kind of a contradictory statement. There is absolutely no absolute truth. The latest buzz phrase out in the world out there is that we're living in the post-truth era. Post-truth. That there is no truth. And therefore, any kind of social construct is acceptable. There isn't any right or wrong. There isn't any sin because there's no God. In the midst of all of that, our Lord Jesus still says boldly to this world even today, I am the truth. I am the truth. Jesus embodies real truth in his entire self. John seems to indicate that to us in his first chapter in verse 14 when he says, The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us, referring to Jesus. And it says, We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only, who came from the Father, catch this, full of grace and truth. Full of grace and truth. Jesus entered into this world to deal with the very real problem, whether people acknowledge it or not, the very real problem of sin and its consequences, death. And he did it head on. And by his sacrificial death, grace defeated sin and truth defeated falsehood. He came into this world full of grace and truth. Everything he says, everything he does is true. And the facts that Jesus not only lived on this earth and not only died at a specific time in history but rose again from the dead, those facts are attested by reliable eyewitnesses. They testify to the truth. So where do all the lies come from? Where do all the lies begin? Well, Jesus tells us where they begin. He tells us that the source of falsehood is the devil himself. In John 8, 44, he says, 
The devil was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, catch this, when he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. My guess is probably for most of us, our native mother tongue, our native language is English. For Satan, his native language, the language that is at his heart, is lies, falsehood, deception. That's his game. And over against all of that falsehood, Jesus says, I am the truth. And that truth found in the person of Jesus Christ centers on the cross and the empty tomb. You know, I think it's always uh, interesting when you look at the word truth that it starts with the letter T. And when I see the letter T, I'm reminded of that cross. When I see the cross, I'm reminded of the word truth. Because at the cross, real truth is experienced. At the death and then the resurrection of Jesus from the dead, real truth is revealed. At the cross and the empty tomb, we experience the forgiveness of our sins. That empty tomb assures us of life beyond this life, life that goes on for all eternity in a very real, truthful place called heaven. Contrary to the post-truth philosophy, every human being has the same problem, whether people acknowledge it or not. They all have the problem of sin. And sin has a way of enslaving people. The Bible refers to sin that way, that we become slaves to sin. We can't help but sin without Jesus in our life. And that sin, that slavery to sin, leads only to one end, death. Physical death here, eternal death, spiritually speaking. But at the cross of truth, We find the truth that truly sets us free from all of that bondage, from the chains that sin wraps around us. Jesus said it this way in John chapter 8. John said, To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. I tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Wow, isn't that the greatest news of all? How wonderful indeed to be set free from sin's bondage by the true one, the Son of God, the Savior of the world. You and I know that one who is true. And now that we know the truth, God calls upon us to live in that truth. If Jesus is the truth and he matters more than anything else, then we need to live in him. We need to live in the truth. And first and foremost, that means that we need to live in the the truth and the reality of God's forgiveness of our sins. The devil wants to constantly tell us the lie that, no, that sin wasn't forgiven. 
you're too far gone for God on that one. And we need to live in the truth that Jesus died for all sins and we are truly forgiven. Living in the truth also means living truthful lives. Living lives that honor him by lives of integrity and honesty, truthfulness in what we say and what we do. Living in truth means that we speak the truth in love, as Paul tells us. Speak the truth in love. That though we may know the truth, we want to communicate it in a way that loves people, that invites them to consider the truth and be drawn to our Savior. And living in the truth means that we're willing to share the truth with others who may be trapped in a web of the evil one's deceptions without a clue of how to get out. We need to share that truth. We need to share the truth that a loving God actually created them, that they're not the result of an accident or mere chance, a biological fluke but that an intentional, loving God designed each and every human being unique and special. And because they're a creation of God, they have immense value in the eyes of God. We need to share that truth with people who are trapped in the devil's lies. We need to share the truth that a merciful, loving God gave up his own innocent son's life as payment for their sins. That though they be sinful and guilty and full of shame, Jesus took that all on himself at the cross, that they might be forgiven and free. We need to share the truth that real forgiveness, real joy, real peace, and real eternal life are freely given to those who trust in him who said, I am the truth. Let me ask you, is there someone you know who is imprisoned by the world's lies? Is there a college student you're aware of who has joined a chain gang of post-truth philosophy and can't seem to get loose? Do you know someone who's weighed down under the burden of sin and shame and guilt. Friends, lead them to Jesus. He is the truth, and He can set them free. Amen. And may the peace of God which passes human understanding keep your hearts and minds in Him who is the truth. Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.